All right. Well, we're going to move on. Guys, all the most polarizing Chiefs players had huge days. You had Clyde, McColl, Frank. What stood out to you each the most? Well, McColl Hardman, four catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Not that impressive. Then you look at the rushing totals. McColl Hardman finished the game with two rushes, 28 yards, and two touchdowns. He's good for this about once or twice a year. And I don't think it's anything more than Andy Reid saying, hmm. Well, what are the what are what are the Niners like to do defensively? Okay, this is going to be a McColl day. If we get into the red zone, we've got the the same play with three or four different variations that we're going to run and see if they're ready to stop it. And that's what I think is the the true brilliance of Andy Reid is I'm convinced that he will run plays like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. He'll run plays that don't work, and we'll all say on like third down they're running a jet sweep, and you say, "What the hell are you doing?" just because he knows he's going to pull out something different in two weeks and the defensive coordinator is not going to be ready for it because he's going to be preparing for that thing that he saw on tape three weeks ago. McCall Hardman benefited from that today because he hasn't been super involved in this offense, even with the departures and all the fresh faces. You think, okay, he knows this playbook. This guy's primed for an increased role. Hasn't been there. But today they utilized him, got him in space, you know, just being fast, being twitchy and, and making a few guys miss. and. He punches it in three times. So McColl, perhaps the most polarizing player on the Chiefs offense over the last four years, has a uh, career day. So shout out number 17. I kind of was hoping they'd get him four touchdowns right after they did it for Travis, and it yeah. seemed like an anomaly. <laughs> he got to three, and I'm like, you know what? When they were going down there to score that one again, and uh, Juju ruined it by doing such a great job running after the catch to get his own score. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, man, get tripped up at the three. I want to see another McColl touchdown because I think it's funny. And the Chiefs had clearly had the game in hand there. Clyde is really interesting to me. I know that we can mention Frank, and there's a couple other guys in here that have been polarizing and had big days. The thing that was really interesting about Clyde today was they had benched him, essentially, right? Not fully. We knew they they were still going to give Clyde touches. We knew he was going to be involved in the offense. But the report came out that they were going to go to Isaiah Pacheco. And then some of the national reporters, uh, I would say, bought into what the Chiefs were trying to sell. like, Oh, they love this guy. They thought he could be like Kareem Hunt in his rookie year. I'm like, okay, slow down. They did not think that because they gave him two, they gave him two touches last week. Nobody who thinks they have the NFL's leading rusher behind their starter gives him two touches in any week. So the Chiefs are full of shit on that. So that's fine. But so even though they're trying to spin this web of Pacheco's our guy, we have no choice. And the reason why they're doing that is because they're embarrassed their first round picks not starting anymore. Clyde was his most productive. He averaged five and a half yards a carry. He had an incredible touchdown in which, look, he was very open. But that's the thing we complain about Clyde all the time. He can't run through the open hole. And he did that to perfection for the touchdown. To me, he did exactly what I would want him to do in a reserve role. He was what I dreamed he would be as the number two back. He works great in that role because he's harder to prepare for. You get to use him more creatively. You don't just run him up the damn middle. You knew the second the game started, they were going to play Clyde. You knew from that beginning they were going to do it. And I know we're going to talk more about Pacheco in a minute because they were still having Pacheco do kick returns. But I I was really happy with Clyde's performance. I thought they gave him the ball six times. He was effective in those six times. What more do I need from him? Kayla, I want to hear your answer, but I also want to note that Clyde scored his sixth touchdown of the season today, which uh, ties his career high. 
And <laughs> Friday, I said I wanted more out of him and I wanted to see him in the end zone. Well, Thanks you got by, that. I, they are listening, by the way. I'm convinced. <laughs> They're big fans of It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Huge, <laughs> huge listeners. We are appointment listens for them, I'm sure. Um, well, it's got to be Frank Clark. Cody, I know you have somewhat of a love-hate relationship with him. He had a big day, one and a half sacks. Um, he, he was on today. Lucky he for us. The game. He iced the game. Yeah. When Kayla, the way the way Nick described McCole Hartman is how I would describe Frank Clark. He's good for it twice a year. So <laughs> I wouldn't get your hopes up. I wouldn't just be like, Frank's back. We're good. Look, I I fell into that trap. I, I did a really good job up to this point in my radio career not doing that. And then he got skinny in training camp, and I'm like, all right, go on. I'm listening. And then he looked like he was moving pretty quick. And I'm like, okay, I think I like what I see here. This is going to work. And it didn't. He was terrible for a bit. I think that this is Frank's two times a year game. Look, if that game happens to be in an AFC title game or a Super Bowl, that's why you keep him on the roster. That's why you ignore CBS sports articles that say you should trade him for a fifth. No, I'll just keep him on the roster. And for the twice a year he does this today. Cool. Worth it. Great. Sounds nice to me. No one thinks that Frank's turned a corner, do we? He did um, it on back plays, too. Let's yes. Motor. If I see a glimmer, <laughs> then I'm all in. Yeah. yeah. That's most of us. We just, we want to believe that defensive ends are good. We're like, this is the moment. It'll all happen. Kayla, don't. Just trust me. Don't fall into the trap. Just okay. be like, good job, Frank. You helped them win the game. You were great today. The pass rush was great today. Uh, but don't think that Frank's getting a sack in the next game just because of that. I know we're heading into the bye week, but don't. Are you just, saying just accept that this is a happy moment, but don't get your hopes up? Yes, that's correct. Mm. Isn't that, doesn't that pretty well describe every single game of Frank Clark's career, except for that seven game stretch in the Super Bowl year? What if this is the beginning of that seven game stretch? But it only was that once. I used to, have to listen to other people. He's skinny now. You just said it. He's skinny, he's in great shape. Look, I lost, look, I, I felt I lost 45 pounds this year. Remember, Nick? And I was like, I'm feeling good. But then you realize you're still, I still lost a hot dog race to you. It didn't solve my problems, Nick. <laughs> it didn't solve all my problems. I wasn't just better at things. <laughs> you still are who you are. Great inside joke, by the way. <laughs> no one else who's listening to this. I know, maybe Nick it's a, I raced a hot dog race at Kaufman Stadium um, against us and Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. And I lost to Nick. Pete cheated. So I still feel like I finished second. But uh, Nick clearly beat me. There's just no denying it. Is there video footage of this? Oh, yeah. oh yes. It's yeah. pinned to my it's pinned to my Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to go look that up after this. Please yeah. do. All right. Well, we'll remain cop- uh, cautiously optimistic with Frank then. That seems fair. Um, keeping along the same lines, the Chiefs pass rush had their best day of the year with five sacks. Are we allowed to be happy about that, Cody? <laughs> yes, that that for sure. <laughs> Well, so the Chiefs have been really weird. They, for the first like three games, they were a top sack team in the, like a top five, six sack team in the NFL. And then for the next three games, they were, they were really bad. Like they were averaging 2.3 sacks per game the first three, then 1.3 sacks per game after that. And it was just like, okay, so the, the you know, like it's midnight and the, the carriage is turning back into the pumpkin. This isn't going to work. Is, is kind of how it felt. And then, Today, they show back up and get five sacks and they find themselves back into the top 10 in the NFL. And you're like, oh, oh you know what? Maybe they're just going to be spotty. 
like not Frank Clark's body where you're just going to expect it here or there, but you know, they, they're kind of, they're like a mix there. The most intriguing part of the pass rush that works for me is this is now the third game in a row that Chris Jones has gotten a sack. And it is a third game in a row that Chris Jones has gotten a sack from the defensive end position. Hmm. They use him there anyway. And we talked a lot about the failed experiment of Chris Jones, a defensive end, but he's playing there more, more and more. They stopped. They, they figured we'll give up things like run defense so that Chris Jones can get the quarterback. And I'll be honest, it's working. That is a very real strategy that can work. Like Frank Clark's got to be great for them to get five sacks in a game, but I feel great about it today. By the way, Cody, you didn't even say this, but I know exactly what you did. And I don't even know if you know that you did this, but you subconsciously are crediting Chris Jones for the sack on Derek Carr that turned into a fumble, but was also not. A oh, sack. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Roughing the passer. But to your point, he hit the quarterback three times. Well, it I'm fumbles. counting that. I'm counting and the, it. And the major overarching point there is he got that sack on the edge. Yes. So there is some usefulness to it. And I loved like sort of the full circle from last year where they started the season with him at defensive end. It looked like an absolute disaster until they just moved him back interior the full time. I love that they didn't just completely give up on it. They said, no, there's something there. This guy is dominant. He beats everybody he goes up against. Let's move him to the edge. Let's move him around. Let's see what we can do. Two sacks today. He's now got five on the season. He is pacing to have his best most productive season in five years since the 15 and 15 and a half sack season. So I mean, it's kind of the same story. Now we're seeing the production to go along with the dominance. We said it for like the first month and a half of the year that this guy's playing great. He just doesn't have the sacks to show for it. Now he's starting to get the sacks. I forgot how much safety, how much fun safeties are. Great. Aren't they? Yeah, they are just fun. Like, (laughs) I don't know what it, it's like the, it's the most useless play because you only get two <laughs> points, but it's just like it's the biggest momentum swing that you can yes. get because you get the two points, you get the stop on defense, all right back. back. All of those things are huge. And oh, by the way, here's the ball. And we're not even going to kick it to you. We're going to punt it to you. So you're probably going to start with the ball at like the 40 yard line. You know, what's maybe the most encouraging thing about the sacks. They were from the defensive line. I know that sounds stupid, but that's not where the chief sacks come from all the time. They lead the league in sacks from other people, linebackers, safeties, and corners. For Up until today, the, the tied leader for sacks on this team was a cornerback. The guy in second was a linebacker. Like, by, so the, Chris, way, by the way, LeJarrius Sneed did get another half sack. Today. He did. He did. He's still not on pace for 12 sacks, but God, <laughs> God, he's so good at getting to the quarterback. And the Willie Gay one, they just forgot Willie Gay was on the field. His half sack, they were like, oh, no, Willie Gay. Damn it. Should we have blocked him? (laughs) Like, probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But Frank Clark was one and a half. Jones was two. Like, for and Saunders was the half sack. So, I mean, for three and a half sack or two, you know, like, for that many to come from your defensive line, five, four sacks come from your defensive line. Yeah, I'm not going to ignore that. To me, it's like I'm more optimistic on that existing than Frank Clark in its own right. But it just... uh. You know, it's still like, how consistently can you do it? Because they got a lot of pressure today on Jimmy G in the second half. 